0: Sports Talker. Here's T.J. The Sports Talker. Here's T.J. The Sports Talker. Here's T.J. Walker.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Friday edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Should be a, a fun show for you today lot going on in the world of sports as there always is. Like I mentioned yesterday, August is just going to be filled with every different sport you can imagine. The highlight being football at the end of the month, but golf going on now, golf's going to be very popular around this part of town come next week. And uh, like I mentioned, basketball, which some big news coming from the basketball side of things that we're going to surely have to talk about today. Uh, Even college basketball with Kentucky and uh, some big news around Kentucky's program that broke last night and plenty of other stuff, uh, stuff off the field in regards to football, stuff off the f- off the court with basketball, uh, some <laughs> interesting golf news regarding Dustin Johnson. Uh, he's going to be banned for the next six months, I believe, for cocaine use, testing positive, and also some more is made up of dustin johnson's off the links life the reports that he was involved in two affairs with wives of other pga tour members and one ended up in a divorce i would like to know who the who the other golfers were and it's kind of a bizarre story no yates today so those listening that Uh, continually ask for Yates opinions during the show are going to be disappointed, but we do have Trevor and Trevor's working the board and he's going to be chiming in here and there. Trevor, how are you?
0: Everyone wants to hear my opinion. Don't they TJ?
1: Uh, I I would think so too. It's uh, Yates is kind of getting a big head when it comes to uh, his opinion on my show. Uh, Yeah. You know, I value it. I like it, but the fact that people are tweeting me wondering what Yates thinks about things, uh, he's kind of stepped over the line, in in my uh, in my opinion. But you you know your place, don't you, Trevor?
0: I, I know my role and know when to shut my mouth. Are you upset that, that uh, DJ did not agree with you on the whole uh, NCAA situation a couple days ago or last week?
1: And I'm not. I'm fine that he didn't agree. It's okay that he didn't agree with me. Uh, it's just I I that's an issue that I'm very sensitive on. Because while everybody hates the NCAA and likes to pick it apart and and talks about how bad the model is, nobody has a better solution, uh, a solution that works, a realistic solution. So it's kind of like you know a child, com- or you know, not even a child, anybody, just somebody complaining about it aimlessly, nonstop, and you asking what the solution is, and they don't have one. So you're preaching kind the of on that it's, one, DJ. I'm right with you. Yeah, you were texting me during the show and agreeing with me. Again, And like I'm not going to get into today. I think that was, what was that, last Friday that I spent so much time talking about it. The NCAA, maybe it's not perfect. It's probably far from perfect. But right now, it's the best. It it has the best setup possible. The value of an education is great. And like I think you mentioned last week, Trevor, only it's the 1% that is being maybe maybe getting taken advantage of, but even that can be argued and complained against. And as we saw with Emmanuel Moutier, in some cases there are other options.
0: Yes, there are exactly. And so like you said, I love your example of everyone. What do do, do you call an intern? It works for free for six months or a year, same amount of time a one-year kid plays in basketball.
1: And And an intern doesn't have a
0: chance to get a free education too out of it in the long run.
1: Exactly. And then Yates was talking about how unpaid internships might be banned and if I had the choice, I probably wouldn't do an un- an unpaid. In- I never have, but I probably wouldn't do an unpaid internship if, if given the opportunity, uh, it just wouldn't really be worth my time, even if I was guaranteed a great job out of it. I did and, it. You know, I did it
0: for six months in uh, back in two thousand late late 07, early oh eight, to uh, get in the radio business. I did six months of unpaid work.
1: Well, you now you're in the radio business now, and it's not like I'm getting, you know. Uh, I'm making a living off this radio show. I've got another primary job, but I, this is kind of a, a labor, a love for me, this radio show. I enjoy doing it and it's fun to do, uh, but an unpaid internship where you're working and, and you're being, you know, maybe overworked in some cases, that's a different story and not a great comparison even for college athletics, because like you mentioned, Trevor, you do get scholarship, you do get food, you do get uh, clothes, books, all that stuff—that really adds up and can just be unbelievably expensive. And I love it how Yates tried to play it around, play it as uh, he was on scholarship and and so he would know.
0: And yes he still—and he did an unpaid internship as well.
1: Jeez, that Yates! Well, we—you well, we, we know—we need to do is we, we can need bash him
0: now. He's in Colorado for the for the like next four days. Exactly.
1: <laughs> what we need to do is just maybe like around 4.05 one day, in between my show and your show. Just, we'll both be on and just really rip into them, you know?
0: <laughs> we'll say, while we'll we still have another month of summer when you never know what, day. there's going to be a Tuesday or Wednesday where there's absolutely nothing to talk about. and We're stretching so much that we're talking about our top five favorite sports movies or some generic topic like that. Well, that's the day we'll pull it out.
1: That sounds good to me. <laughs> hey, have you seen, you watch Always Sunny, don't you, Trevor? Oh,
0: yeah. I, I, it kind of jumped the shark for me in the last two or three years, but I have, I was a huge fan of it the first five or six. Or four or five, whatever it was.
1: And <laughs> you saw I'm sure you saw the episode where they give Frank an intervention.
0: Oh yeah, when he's drinking the uh the wine out of the the, the Diet Pepsi can or Diet Coke can.
1: Exactly. And they and they pay that uh intervention mediator <laughs> they, or they whatever. Tell her to, that she needs to
0: bring a gun. She's like, yeah, I don't think you understand an intervention people.
1: <laughs> and they talk about cornering Frank and attacking him and, yeah. <laughs> and really getting in his face. That's what we need to do with Yates. We'll we'll have a little NCAA intervention with him, really get in his face and yell at him, point do uh wild gestures at them at worst
0: we'll just throw salt on them like they do the snail in that episode yeah and
1: then yeah and then we can just salt them out of the studio that sounds good all right so we, we got that planned the first five minutes of the show we're planning uh to bombard yates eventually <laughs> uh and he he knows nothing about it so people listening the you know the dozen of you out there make sure you don't it you don't, don't tell them make sure you don't tell them our secret but uh, anyways, let's 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 talk some sports, Trevor, and let's talk about some stuff that's going on today. The first thing that jumps out to me is, uh, I think a probably the biggest the biggest news story, in my opinion, coming from Team USA, where Mason Plumley looks like he could take Demarcus Cousins uh, a spot on the Team USA roster. Uh, Trevor, as a Louisville fan and just a fan of basketball in general, what do you, what do you make of it?
0: You know, it's funny because I was having this argument with uh, with somebody about 20 minutes before he came on. We, you came on the show with me, and uh, is, is is it is it a weird move to announce? Yes, is it a uh, is it is it a move that doesn't make much sense? No, it it makes a little bit of sense to me because is not is Plumley is Plumlee a better player than than Cousins? No, no one no one's going to argue that Cousins is. By far, individually, he better twice the player Mason Plumlee is. But I don't really call the the flag a bias for Coach K in this scenario because you're building a team. You're not taking the best individual player at every position, much like Dwight Howard didn't make the cut last time as well. You're building a team. And if you're building a team and you feel that a guy like Mason Plumlee, who's probably a better overall defender than DeMarcus Cousins and maybe a better defensive rebounder than DeMarcus Cousins, if you feel like that's a better fit for your team – then I, I don't see the big issue in this. I really don't.
1: Do you really think he's a better rebounder than Demarcus Cousins?
0: I think he's a better defensive rebounder. I don't think he's a better offensive rebounder.
1: I, I don't really know how you could. I, I don't know how you could say that he's a better rebounder. If I'm looking at their numbers, Mason Plumlee averages four point four rebounds per game.
0: Three of those being defensive.
1: And Demarcus Cousins averages eleven point seven.
0: I think DeMarcus Cousins gets a few more opportunities rebounding with the Kings when you have guys like Isaiah Thomas and Rudy Gay taking 12 shots every possession if possible.
1: That that's a huge difference though. I it mean, is. that's a, a that's a very significant difference between um 11.7, you know, he averages a double-double. Okay, let's let's I get your point that you're building the team and, and you know you got to have the pieces that fit. I don't I
0: probably take Miles Plumley over Mason if I had the choice though but that's just me.
1: Well, here's the thing is you you, you could take both plumleys and I don't care. <laughs> Neither one you could make a better case over to Marcus Cousins. Just period. There there is no justification. I don't care if you're trying to build a better team. The better team is with DeMarcus Cousins. There, there is. There's no doubt. There's no way Coach K could justify putting a Plumlee over to Marcus Cousins on Team USA, with the exception that he's more familiar with that player. Would he be a better teammate? No. Who care? What What would make him a better teammate? Do you
0: not believe in chemistry on a team? Is that I, I mean, do believe in chemistry okay.
1: on a team. But first off, let's get let's let's set the facts straight. The United States is going to win gold, and it's not going to be close.
0: You would hope to think that.
1: You would hope to think that, and that's the, that's the likely scenario. But Demarcus Cousins isn't some kind of monster that's going to make a scene and, and on the Team USA level and complain about touches and complain about playing time. Is Mason or any of the Plumleys? Is Mason Plumley going to do that? Of course not, because he, he knows his role. And I guess maybe you, you having Demarcus Cousins would be too many, you know, big egos on the team. But you've already look at the team you're already going to have. You're going to have every players all across the NBA that are the best players on their team, so not adding one more is crazy. And I don't really like the So adding idea. a
0: glue guy instead of a superstar is not a bad idea, is what you're telling me?
1: Is Plumlee truly a, a glue guy? Would he even be a glue guy on that team?
0: I mean, I would, I would he, assume what, that would be his role if he's being picked over DeMarcus Cousins, because I'm not going to argue he's a better player. His I, I role mean, would be still on the
1: bench. If Plumlee actually made the team and played at all, then Coach K needs to be fired from coaching USA Basketball immediately because he has a conflict of interest. If, if Mason Plumlee makes the team, that's one thing. If he plays, that's completely another thing. Uh, there, there's no excuse for playing him. You saw Anthony Davis coming out of college in 2012, during the Summer Olympics, and he was already, at that time, a much better player than Mason Plumley was, and he hardly ever even got off the bench unless it was a complete blowout, and even then, he was one of the last ones to come off the bench. And he was much better and could do much more in international basketball than Mason Plumley is going to be able to do. There, there's no justification unless you're talking just a Duke coach wants a Duke player because he thinks it's going to be easier to manage. Really, it's a lazy move on Coach K's part. Because, I, honestly, I think if he doesn't take DeMarcus Cousins, he's scared. He doesn't know how to handle DeMarcus Cousins. And that's not the sign of a good coach for United States basketball. I think Coach K is the best coach in college basketball. I think he's one of the best coaches to ever coach college basketball. But some coaches have problems handling other players, and and I think that would be a sign of him being scared to take the risk and having to put forth the effort of keeping DeMarcus Cousins happy, which anybody that knows DeMarcus Cousins and has covered him, uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to anybody from Sacramento, but people at Kentucky, he's easy to deal with. He's not some kind of animal. He likes to win, and when he doesn't win, he's unhappy. He, and he's, he's, had, he's
0: had off the court. He's had issues, though, whether it be on or – well, not as much off the court, but more on the court with the attitude, the pounding and everything. And if you're Coach K, listen, don't why, you can't get mad at him for not wanting to deal with a situation that could possibly raise its ugly head if it's avoidable. And if by, if by not bringing Cousins, even if he is the most talented player, like you just said, you're going to win anyway. So why add something to the equation that may not be necessary to add?
1: It's not like you're, the play, you're replacing DeMarcus Cousins with Kevin Love. There is a huge gap between Mason Plumlee and Demarcus Cousins. I agree.
0: Cousins. I agree. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue. Even though I, I the, the the positives I gave to Plumlee, I'm not going to argue that he's a better player. You you times Mason Plumlee by ten and then add ten more Miles Plumleys to it, then you may have Demarcus Cousins. I'll give you that. There's no arguing there. But there was no arguing that Evan Turner was a better individual player than Danny Granger at the trade deadline during last season, and I still argued the fact that it was a bad move by the Pacers, and I was right.
1: Well, that's – I don't want to get into that. I'm talking about you're building a team to represent the United States, and if Coach K doesn't want to take DeMarcus Cousins because he's scared issues may arise, then Coach K is a coward. and (laughs) He is. He is. He doesn't want to deal with the pressure of having to coach a DeMarcus Cousins-like guy who, guess what? When DeMarcus Cousins is winning – he doesn't say a word. Look at him at Kentucky, and that's why he's some of UK fans' favorite players because he's fun. And that's he's got one year out of
0: his entire career that he was winning at Kentucky that, that he's had not had issues. You know, you, go, you look at the high school time of bouncing around. You look at the, since he's been with the Kings. So one out of how many years of, of organized basketball was he not supposedly issues arise because of his attitude? That doesn't. That the percentages don't go in your favor, TJ.
1: you're bringing up stuff that I feel is irrelevant to the argument. My point is when he's winning, when he's winning, he's, uh, there aren't any issues. He didn't get more technical. He got, there was people that had as many technicals as he did in the NBA last season. Uh, Kevin Durant was one of them. And nobody really makes Kevin Durant into a bad guy. Uh, He's a very passionate player. He, he, he would be perfect, honestly, for the United States because he cares. He's going to try, his effort level is where you want it to be because he's a competitor and he absolutely hates to lose. I, and I'm not saying, you know, that's such a cliche thing to say because what player doesn't like to lose? But I think the fact that you see him griping about coaches, the Kings, This let's be honest. So it ended up being a terrible place for him to get drafted because no NBA franchise has been as bad as the Kings over the past decade. Uh, they've been absolutely awful. I, I don't think they've made the playoffs in that span, with One the exception
0: of, the of a four-year run with Weber. They've been awful for the last thirty years.
1: Okay, so it was a terrible place to get for him to get drafted. Uh, obviously, you know if you're going to be a high draft pick like that, you're not going to go to a great team. But he maybe went to the worst team. I, 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 you, I mean, you have to believe me in my word. You can only take it's only worth so much. But if he gets on a winning team eventually, he's going to be a great player. A player. That people across the NBA are going to love to watch, but right now it's tough for him because he he can't do it all by himself, and he's had next to no help in Sacramento. You know, especially he might have one or two other players, but no uh, no chance at having a solid team, especially in the Western Conference. But point is, I stand by this. If Coach K picks Mason Plumlee over to Marcus Cousins. It's because he's scared to have to coach to DeMarcus Cousins. And a coach that's a Hall of Fame cl- coach that has won national championships, is considered one of the best coaches in college basketball, for him to back down at coaching one of the most talented centers in the NBA is embarrassing. And it's something, despite me covering Kentucky and, and you know going to UK, that aside... It's something that should negatively reflect him, and I, the, the thing that makes me happy is most of the national media and the, the reaction throughout the country is uh, confused and almost embarrassed and shocked by this news that Mason Plumley might be— favored over DeMarcus P- Cousins for this for this USA roster spot.
0: First of all, it, it, DeMarcus Cousins is already a great player. He's already probably a top 3 if not 4 center in the NBA and can be argued right there it, it was probably that. number 1. I know you said, said he, well, you said could be. I said he is now.
1: Well, I anyway. meant like he might you can make a case that he's the best center right S- now is right.
0: S- second, and even though I'm a U of L fan and I don't want to be sound biased because I'm on the other side of the fence in this argument but if he does not pick him, and if USA somehow loses, then then you can turn around and you can do everything you want to Coach K, throw eggs at his house, burn crosses in his yard, and blame him for everything you want if USA loses. But if USA does win, I'm I, I just I'm not saying that I agree with it, but I understand it. I get why he doesn't. Because you say if he's winning, he's happy. Well, what if he's winning, but he's not playing? Does he still stay happy if he's staying and have to sit on the court and or sit on the bench while USA's playing and someone's playing ahead of him? I'm not saying who it would be, and then somebody should play ahead of him. But what if that's the case? Does he still stay happy even though he's winning? He's never been in that situation where he's been told, "You sit there even though we're winning because we have somebody that we feel is better than you."
1: Well, then that honestly, I and you know I could be proved wrong, and I hope we get a chance to see. And I get a, you know I hope he ends up making the team, and I get a chance to be proven wrong because obviously I don't think he would be Coach K's first option in terms of big men. And I think the latest report is that Anthony Davis would start, which is probably the smart thing to do. I think Anthony Davis is a better international, a better international fit for the international game versus DeMarcus Cousins. But I think he would be fine. I think this is something he wants to do. I think this is something he wants to experience is represent the United States, be able to wear that Jersey and win a gold medal. And if he's sitting on the bench and not getting a chance to play, is he going to be thrilled about it? Of course not. Anybody that knows DeMarcus Cousins, he wouldn't be thrilled about that. But would he be a distraction? Would he make a scene? Would he say negative things to the press afterwards? I say no. I could be wrong, and and Trevor, if you want to say that you think he would, then you you have enough evidence to make that case where I don't think anybody can I'm saying can the possibility
0: bat. is there. I'm not saying he would, sure. I saying the possibility sure. is the- there. And I think that's what Coach K's taking into mind said when he's thinking. Because it's not. this isn't an official move. This is a rumor that has popped out. This isn't something that's officially has happened unless it's happened with that in the last you know, a couple hours I didn't notice, but this is just a rumor because this could be somebody, him talking, Coach K could be talking to somebody at, you know, the, the Burger King, wherever they're at, and talking to assistant coach saying, you know, I'm thinking about maybe leaning towards Mason, and like the cashier hears him while he's ordering his Whopper, and he goes, I'm going to report. You know, he just he it could be just something that slipped out out of tongue, not tongue-in-cheek, but just talking casually with an assistant coach or possibly with his coaching staff of what he's thinking about doing. doesn't mean he's going to do it.
1: It's not official. You're right about that. I I, I think I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he did do it just knowing the circumstances, but it would be a terrible move. And even if I get it, Mason Plumlee might be the safer choice. He might be the guy that can sit on the bench and you don't have to worry about him complaining. Again, I, I would be, I don't think DeMarcus Cousins would do that. I think he would just be, I think he would enjoy the trip and be there uh, just to be there. But The talent gap is so far apart, and also, and like we talked about, Demarcus Cousins is probably one of, if not the best center in the NBA. So if you don't take him, it's not that you're you're missing out. You know, I get that there's some risk involved. I don't feel that they're enough to to. Take him away from the team. And like I said, if we were talking Mason Plumley and, and we were talking, you know, maybe a Kevin Love, you'd probably take obviously Kevin Love over to Marcus Cousins, in my opinion. But if you take another really good center and you end up picking him over to Marcus Cousins, and to Marcus Cousins might be slightly better, but it's close, then that's one thing. But again, you're like you mentioned, you could take 10 Mason Plum- Plumleys, 10 Miles Plumleys. What other Plumleys that do? Is there right a now? Marcus there's,
0: or a, there's a Mabin or a, there's a
1: Marcus, Michael? Uh, Michelangelo, yeah, you, take something. All the plumbers, you take all those guys you want, and they're not as good as DeMarcus Cousins. So that's I why agree. I think it's so dumb. And that's why I'm calling Coach K a coward if he does that, is because it's not close. I think it's coward not,
0: might be a little harsh, but I get I, what you're saying.
1: I, that's the word I want to use because <laughs> it's just him being scared of an off the court issue. It's him being scared of an incident. And if he's. Uh, If Again, he's a college coach, and they're different than NBA players, obviously, and running a college team is much different than running an NBA team. But if he has confidence in himself to be able to hold a locker room together on the most dominant team in the world, then he should be fine.
0: Well, Coach K is no stranger dealing with NBA talent, or is he no stranger dealing with the the Olympic team. But if you call him a coward, are you calling any coach that turns down the opportunity to bring in DeMarcus Cousins in the NBA? Are are they a coward, too, because they want to avoid – possible, you know, distractions that could come along. Is the juice – they don't think the juice is worth the squeeze is the cliche I like to use so much.
1: It's a different story when it comes to other NBA teams because – then you have money involved, and maybe Demarcus Cousins for a ridiculous price with the team you already have. Maybe it isn't the best option for you. This isn't a money thing. This sure. is you're taking the best players to represent your country, and Demarcus Cousins, without question, is well. One of you're best sending ones.
0: the best team, and it's and just because the best team doesn't always have to have the best individual player. To the every best position.
1: team involves Demarcus Cousins with the players that are at that camp, and you're making a team out of those guys. There's not a better player. That's going to complement your team or help improve the team. That's better than DeMarcus Cousins, especially if you're talking Mason Plumlee or Miles Plumlee. I mean, there's it's just not. And I, I get that uh, there's a chance DeMarcus Cousins goes crazy and starts flipping off everybody and flipping tables and chairs and going on a rampage. But that is unlikely, and it's not gonna it, it, it's not gonna happen. And I think that Coach K, the fact that he would back away from that. Means he's a coward, and I'm not going to back away from that opinion. We need uh, Trevor, as you I'm know. I'm picturing we need our- cousins
0: go a wall in the court right now with like throwing chairs and like just punching like nacho vendors left and I, right, just going I off hope, like Godzilla yeah, through I, the basketball court.
1: I hope if I, I know they don't do this. I'm sure they probably just tell the players' agents who make the team and, and who doesn't make the team. But I, I like to think of it as you know a sixth grade tryout where they have all the players in the gym. <laughs> and they go down the list and just say the last names. And then Cousins' name isn't called, and it's almost like a happy Gilmore scene uh, where Coach K says, well, better luck next year. Yeah. And then DeMarcus Cousins just goes crazy and starts breaking stuff and uh, picks up Coach K and starts pour, you know, t- pushing him over his head and all that fun Pulls stuff. Pulls his but, shirt
0: over his head and punches him.
1: <laughs> yep, gives him a wedgie. Uh, anyways, as you know, we need to head to our first commercial break. We'll come back and we'll talk more about this. Uh, Kentucky's got their music for their kickoff. Exciting stuff out of out of Kentucky football. And Mark Stoops talked to the media today. Actually, some more interesting and exciting news than UK's kickoff music. So stick around here after the break. Here on fourteen fifty, the Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports
0: Talker with T.J. Walker on 1450 the Sports Buzz.
1: We're back here on the second segment on a Friday, just a few hours away from the weekend. For most of you working fellows, as soon as it hits four o'clock, it's my weekend. Excited thing. I'm heading down to the lake, although the weather doesn't look like it's going to be fantastic, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, excited to finally get away. A few notes from last night. Uh, Kentucky makes an addition to their coaching staff that I was happy I was able to report last night. That was kind of fun. It was a busy night last night. Uh, Tony Barbie, the former Auburn coach, the former UTEP coach, and the former Memphis assistant with John Calipari, is taking over at Kentucky. That's uh, an exciting move for for Kentucky. It's a good hire for John Calipari. Uh, they coached together before, and it's really no surprise that they're coaching together again, but it is maybe a little bit of surprise on how it worked out and how it happened because... Orlando Antigua left Kentucky and, and took over the South Florida job. Supposedly, John Calipari called Tony Barbie first and, and and wanted him to be on board and wanted him to to take Antigua's spot. For whatever reason, the two couldn't get a hold of each other. They couldn't get in touch, which is surprising. This was just you know not super long after Tony Barbie had been fired from Auburn, where a lot of the players were disappointed in the decision but barbie was pretty bad at auburn let's not beat around the bush i mean he's pretty bad so supposedly the two couldn't get a hold of each other john calipari tried one more time to get in touch with him couldn't do it said he was moving on and then he hired barry Orson from pittsburgh slice came on board uh, by all accounts and from what i can what i've been able to to gather so far slice has been a great hire is doing a good job on the recruiting trail but John Calipari, as uh, as he's able to do so many times, he was able to get his cake and eat it too. Able to get Tony Barbie filling the position Rod Strickland left, and reported last night and it made official today. John Calipari had some quotes on it, and Tony Barbie had some quotes on it his official title is going to be special assistant to the head coach. I don't believe he's going to be able to recruit, which would have been nice for Kentucky because Kentucky recruits a lot out of Indianapolis, recruits a lot out of Indiana. He's from Indianapolis, went to North Central in Indian- in Indianapolis. Now, while, although he's not able to recruit, I, I, he would be able to talk to some high school coaches. uh if he's on campus and there's a there's a recruit on campus on an official visit, he's allowed to talk to him. John Calipari's able to sell the idea of playing some, of playing for Tony Barbie, somebody that's familiar with the Indianapolis area. And so while he's not maybe able to recruit directly and call up prospects, there's going to be ways where he's going to be a recruiting advantage for sure. John Calipari said, "Tony's been a part of my basketball family for over 20 years." I've had the pleasure of watching him grow up and mature with this game since I started recruiting him when he was 16 years old. I'm thrilled with the knowledge and experience he brings to this program and our staff, and I'm looking forward to working with him again. They played at UMass. Uh, He played for John Calipari at UMass. They didn't play together. Tony Barbie is not that old. But so you get that addition for Kentucky, and it's a, I think it's a good one for uh, for Kentucky's program moving forward. And then, as I mentioned before, Kentucky football has been able has decided on a song for kickoffs. And why is this a big deal? Well, you tell me. But UK did a fan vote; they let eight players pick songs, and then. They let fans vote in a bracket-like format for the winning song. And Braylon Hurds, the Nebraska transfer, transfers, Who Run It by 3-6 Mafia is going to be the song of choice. And it's uh, you got to find the clean version unless you're into that sort of thing. I'm sure they will play the, the clean version. It kind of goes like, Who Run It? And then has a beat, and then it goes "Who run it?" And it's not as good as when I sing it versus the the actual song. But so that's what's going to be played before kickoff in Commonwealth Stadium. Um, the other choice was it was between that and Zadarius Smith's uh, "We Ready" by Archie, which again I'm always going to associate with Louisville. There's nothing anybody can say to. To convince me otherwise. Trevor, I know you're very up-to-date with current rap songs. Oh, yeah, you know me. In that scene. So what do you you think of Kentucky's choice to play at kickoff?
0: Uh, I I agree with you 100%. They they could not have let We Ready because that is, even if it's not nationally associated with Louisville, maybe it's locally it is. I mean, I, I cannot hear that song and not picture Broderick Clark returning the kickoff against Florida State in, in in the rain up to the forty to set up the first score and go ahead and I, I just that that's I cannot picture Louisville football without thinking we're ready but three uh, six mafia I, I I've met them before I didn't realize who they were when I met them almost ten years ago eleven years ago but I've met them so I guess it's cool that they got picked I mean are they still relevant I mean they... um
1: well y- yes and no
0: I have a video it says three six mafia who run it and it says clean version. But I'm still a little scared to hit play on it. I just am still a little worried whether uh, what they what one person may consider clean and what the SEC may consider clean.
1: Well, they're definitely gonna play the clean version. I mean, there's a clean version I'm talking version about me album. right now playing it like there's on the air. There's got to. I, 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 I kind of <laughs> want you to try it. Uh, uh, yeah, should, we sa- should we save it for the last segment so you can experiment? Yeah, let, me let, let
0: me let me experiment in a, at the break so I can test it myself to see if the gentleman who put this uh, video up on YouTube and. Is uh, is not uh, just pulling my chain.
1: Okay, well, here's another fun note about Three Six Mafia. You said you met them.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I was in Memphis and I, I met. I, at least that's what they told me. This was in 1998 or late '98, early '99. So it's been, oh man, it's been, that's hell. It's been 15 years. God, I'm getting old.
1: Okay, and do you know the? So do you know the song "Stay Fly" by them?
0: Not a clue. I didn't know who they were then. I don't know barely who know who they are now. <laughs> okay
1: that's one of their more popular songs it's it's an older song and i'm convinced that they it's a it's a devil worshiping song <laughs> and i'm not so conv- i'm not so sure that three six mafia Tell me isn't, Tammy Baker it isn't a uh aren't this is just there's some rumors out there that they might be um they might worship satan and first off here's the first clue their name is three six mafia Three six.
0: Oh yeah, six six. There you go with the omen. Yeah, Damien, tell me about it.
1: And then the stay fly song. Uh, you can listen to it over the break, Trevor. They say in the background, they say you got to. I, I don't want to sing it because I'm <laughs> I'm embarrassed, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't do a good job. Would of you it. like me to look
0: up the lyrics and sing it?
1: <laughs> well, well, in the lyrics it doesn't stay, but the the chorus is. Uh, gotta stay fly 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 and then in the background there's a girl's voice that's uh, that you don't know if she says this but it she definitely says um you're my king you're my god but it sounds like before that she says lucifer so <laughs> give it a it, it's true Did give it play, a listen
0: is this playing it backwards i'm assuming and it's- no
1: it's not playing it backwards this is the full the regular version and I, I don't know if it's clean to play. I mean, besides, you know, the worshiping the devil, I don't know if there's any other cuss words that would make it not clean to play. Um, so, will, you know, well, you can listen to it on your own. But I'm pretty sure 3-6 Mafia is a devil-worshiping uh, group. Let's not
0: forget the third part also. They're from Memphis, which in my experiences through life, that's about the closest thing to being in hell that I've ever been to. I mean, so <laughs> that's there a, you go. <laughs> that's
1: a good one. That's a, that's a good one, Trevor. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but all those things considered, now— what does this mean for UK? Does it mean that they're also devil worshipers? I like to think no, but if they win the
0: East this year, I'm going to start questioning whether they sold their soul to something.
1: That's that would be, that would be something if that, if I'm that still convinced Kurt
0: Warner sold his soul to the devil to become who he was with the Rams. So that, if that's the case then if they, they went to East and yes, I think there's been a, uh, a backwards uh, deal gone down somewhere down South.
1: But I, I, I all things considered, it's uh, it's a decent song, and I, I, the rumors that they worship the devil have not. Uh, they can't be. They're not supported with hard. Are they,
0: these are, these are these like rumors. actual rumors, other than yourself? I mean, I thought this was something you just kind of came up with. No,
1: there's a, these are actual rumors. You can <laughs> you can Google it. Uh, I think there's a Yahoo answer on it.
0: Uh, <laughs> can, you, can I ask Cha Cha? they would tell me.
1: <laughs> Cha Cha would sure that what they would tell you, and. There's a, there's a Yahoo Answer thread about it that is very detailed and a lot of disagreements. Some people think yes, some people think no. But if you listen to it, it certainly sounds like yes. But anyways, enough, enough talking about 3-6 Mafia. I'm going to do a today, Google so.
0: search of does 3-6 Mafia worship the dead one to see what comes up.
1: You do that and you let me know what you come up with. I, I'm going to change gears for a moment here. Stoops talked today at a luncheon. Also, uh, media there was able to answer some questions, talk a little bit of this, talk a little bit of that. It's the biggest news for me. Alexander Montgomery had a setback from his torn ACL while celebrating a touchdown, which is just, I think, I mean, has to be the absolute worst way to get injured. He had a setback this summer, so he's going to be out during camp. Uh, he won't be out. Well, he won't be out the entire camp, but will be out uh, partially. So he's not ready yet. You hate to hear that for him and you, and you wish for a speedy recovery. It, it might. Again, I don't know how serious the setback was. It seems like they're going to try to get him in camp at some point, but he's not going to be able to start for on Monday. But it might be in his best interest, maybe just to to redshirt this upcoming season and to come back next year and be 110% healthy. This is a year that I don't think a lot of UK fans are expecting Kentucky to be great. But you'd have to you'd have to see just again how he recovers. ACL injuries you don't really want to mess with. And then Jeff Badette is also recovering from an injury. He'll be limited, but he'll be able to practice. Uh, he's a big key part of Kentucky's offense, so you're going to want him to be 100%. We'll have to see. And not good news, you don't want to see the wide receiver core, already a thin position, become even more thin. Do you have anything, Trevor? you able to find any Google answers?
0: Uh, yeah, most of them uh, came up, and there was like 20-something responses to the Yahoo. Uh, does you know? Do they do worship him? Do they worship the devil? Do they worship Satan? Uh, there's, do, uh, the Urban Dictionary comes up. Are they devil worshippers according to music radio? A weird one says, uh, where was it? Oh, apparently three, six mafia murder dog magazine interview. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That's like one of the top Google searches as well. But, uh, (laughs) I don't know if that's an actual, like, they just like they butchered the interview or they butchered the guy interviewing them. I don't get it, but. Sounds like uh, murder. The best answer listed for on Yahoo is when there's been some rumors going around that and keep in mind this is someone who typed this answer so I'm reading it verbatim so excuse my bad English three six mafia worships the devil and that song stay fly says the word Lucifer in it and such so I thought I'd set the record straight for all you ignorant people out there and by the way if anyone had done the research the number six, to six does not have any thong that's how he spells it to do with worshiping the devil it has to do with the mark of the beast and the devil in ge- and in evil in general. Uh, well, so if you're it, referring to evil, I think Lucifer and the devil is pretty much go hand in hand. But that's just me.
1: yeah, it's, yeah. What a, what, a, <laughs> what an idiot. Okay, anyway, that's
0: from Flash Funk eight years ago.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that was a good time. Uh, yeah. Eight years ago, how time flies. Uh, okay, so. So we don't have a clear answer, yes or no, if they worship the devil, though.
0: Most of the people you can tell in here, I think who are fans of them say no, and some of them who are not fancy. Some say they just use too many drugs. One person just says that people are reading too much into it. They're just, it says uh, the role since the people are against them because they won won an Oscar for the best song, and it's hard to hear to be a pimp, and so people are now trying to bash them. That's what one person says on here.
1: They're, they're out they have to get them because
0: they won an Oscar versus so, the song.
1: So they're saying that um, <laughs> <that's>, that <laughs> they're saying they're reading too much into it when they're possibly talking about worshiping the devil in a song. <laughs> oh, you guys, you're reading too much into. Someone it. Someone says, what?
0: "Why don't we look at Lil Wayne and Fifty Cent, Mike Jones? They're also worshiping the devil." <laughs>
1: Well, when they have little, songs, little uh, Wayne
0: being popular for the music he makes, that one does make sense. Though I could see him selling his soul to somebody for to get where he is. I'm
1: a I'm a big Little Wayne fan.
0: I didn't think anybody was other than his mom.
1: I I think he's I think he's great.
0: Oh my lord! Uh, he
1: he is uh, he. It, it takes some. It, honestly, I know you're going to disagree with this, but it takes oh, some time to, you know, to to be able to do what he does. Uh, a lot of the times, I admit, he does sometimes rhyme the same word together, but <laughs> you have to have a pretty good understanding of the English dictionary to be able to rhyme some words together. And, and it's impressive that he can do it off the top of his head that fast. My but,
0: philosophy on little Wayne, if Tupac and Biggie were still here, little Wayne would be working at Walmart. That's my philosophy on little Wayne.
1: No, that's just not true. Well, I they would, they would have worked together and they would have been fantastic uh, together.
0: Little Wayne. Wayne's only is goes is to see how many times he can drop the N word in, in, in five seconds in a record. That's all he
1: does. You just, you don't, you, you don't, I don't like to little Wayne. Of, I don't, you don't listen to enough of his stuff, but right. <laughs> uh, we, we have, I've been neglecting the tweets today and I've gotten one from Brun DMC who wanted me to talk about this. Uh, have you seen Xavier's new basketball court, Trevor? <laughs> yes.
0: You don't, between ba- USA basketball and now this, you're stealing my first segment by the way on the other top of the hour. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Maybe you should get a a show at 2 (laughs) o'clock. I
0: maybe should. Of course, it is summertime, so it's not like there's a lot to pick from. But, yes, I saw that and loved it. I don't say I loved it, but I'm not surprised if Cincinnati fans have not just started to, like, riot over this because I would if I was them. But as a Louisville fan who doesn't like Cincinnati fans, I kind of like it.
1: Why would Cincinnati fans – Right, because it's the Cincinnati skyline? Because
0: that's the, – yes, there's Cincinnati. It's kind of weird to put a skyline if you're Xavier, especially when Xavier's kind of the – I don't want to call them the second-tier school of the city, but they're not even the name of the city. I mean, it's just they're, they're an in-state school. They're in a school in the city. They're not actually a, the Cincinnati University of.
1: So, they share the same city. I mean, would you be would you be mad if Bellarmine put the Louisville skyline up there all, all too – Big buildings, no, but not
0: a great example because Belderman and Louisville aren't rivals. But what if you know if Kentucky put the skyline? Of, well, that'd be a bad example because they're in two different the cities, skyline but. of all of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, it's all of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you have like Louisville at one court, and then you have a bunch of nothing, and then maybe <laughs> at mid court, you have the Capitol. That's a hell a of, of a size of a court.
0: That's a big court. I agree, but 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 but, but, if, but if there was two, if, if they were in the same city, I mean, you're talking about two rivals. And one is is the name of the city. I mean, it'd be kind of yeah. I could see where if I'm Cincinnati, I'd be a little upset if I was the fans. I think that's kind of a, a shot. You you share that city, you can't really. Put, I would I would take it as offense a little bit to me if I was a Cincinnati fan.
1: Well, Dan Wolkin wasn't happy about it because Memphis did the same thing, and he's uh, and he thought Xavier was copying.
0: Well, so did George uh, Washington, and uh, some other schools have done it too. I wouldn't say that. Oh, copying. I
1: know that's yeah. the thing. That's why I think Dan Wilkin's wrong, and he's just trying to defend his his uh, likable Memphis that he he sticks up for so often. Uh, I I think it's cool. I don't care who does it. I like it. You don't have to be the city school to be able to do it. I think it's a good look Uh, courts. These days are getting more and more kinky. In my opinion, they're just trying (laughs) all these new different things. Especially Oregon's court. But wait, I like Oregon's court too. Not me. I think think if you can make it unique to your city or your campus or your environment, and it's not too much, I'm fine with it. And you can make a case that Oregon's is too much for sure. But at that time, you hadn't really seen anything like that, so I kind of liked it. And now you have FIU. They're doing crazy stuff and, and this and that. Uh, it, it's, going to, it's going to continue, and you're going to see more and more schools do stuff like this. But I'm okay with Memphis, I'm okay with Xavier's. Uh, I, I like Oregon's. But we need to head to our last break because what we need to do, Trevor. Uh, we are going well over our, our time and, and yeah, I'm segment to be really short. It, it is going to be. So let's just go ahead and, and get this break over with. Uh, see if you can play Who Run It when we can. And uh, 3 6 Mafia. <laughs> so stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. But yo,
0: I'm making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground. I'm drinking all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty, pronounced with the umpty. Yo, ladies. Oh.
1: It's so cheesy coming into the song but that's what that's what you're going to hear before kickoffs at Commonwealth Stadium so if that doesn't get you pumped then I don't know if you're going to be able to to get hyped in the bleachers at Commonwealth this Stadium but I I think that was the music video part so I'm sure during the real part of Commonwealth Stadium you won't hear the helicopter in the background and the the cars driving by but it's you, got a you nice you won't
0: see the pyramid you won't see the the Memphis skyline
1: no, no, you won't at all. Um, but it, 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 I'm okay with that. It's whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some probably better songs you can do, maybe some classic songs you can do, but whatever. Whatever. I, I'm not, obviously, I'm not thrilled with it, but. It'll work. And, and Kentucky's got a, a great stereo system. So I imagine the ba- the bass for anything when they play at UK now, ever since they redid the video boards and the sound system about two years ago, the bass in that is going to knock over drinks in the press box. It's going to absolutely be ridiculous. Uh, anyways. Did they give you uh, extra
0: vouchers for drinks this year? Is that what you're telling me?
1: They sh- well no, it- if they've got unlimited drinks for the press, not a big deal, but it is, and they've got unlimited hot dogs, which again, not a big deal, but I like to throw back seven or eight during a game, but you know, y'all get hot dogs, hot dogs at halftime. We get a meal before the game, and that's generally not great, and then it's hot dogs at halftime and ice cream.
0: I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, you as much as we've debated the uh, the Louisville versus Kentucky media. uh Exposure of what they get, and we've talked about rough versus yum. You got me. You got me. you' have got Cardinal uh, Papa John's beat on that. They get popcorn and cookies at halftime. I'll take hot dogs and ice cream any day.
1: Well, they got popcorn throughout the game at UK, so you get popcorn, and you get be
0: both. Uh, both get good meals
1: before the game. Yeah, well, the UK meals hit or miss. It depends, <laughs> and UK's got so many noon games that they always try to get cute with the meals and and maybe like incorporate some breakfast with it. And that's it's what I, I've actually never covered a Louisville football game, so I, I've never had a meal at Papa John's based on that. But if it's anything like anything at the Yum Center, then it is fantastic.
0: Same same plate, Center Plate makes them. Yep,
1: man, Center Plate. I want them to cater my life just wake <laughs> up in the morning and have center plate bring food to me that'd be the life in my opinion uh but i'm i'm probably i i don't think i can afford that trevor i think that might be too expensive for me
0: you ride a trade into the living room like your uh, rick schroeder <laughs> from silver spoons
1: that would be great that'd be fantastic although i don't really like how at louisville you have to sign do a sign-in sheet uh to limit you to one round um you know not that not that i go for seconds all the time but if something's good enough, you should be able to enjoy it more than once. I've never At had UK. to do a sign-in sheet for, for the
0: press. I've never had to do that.
1: At the Yum Center, I've had to do it every time.
0: Oh, now, you don't get one. That's just a sign-in. You don't get one round. You're just signing in. I've gone back and gotten second. You're telling me
1: I've been hosed all these years? Yeah, you,
0: I think you misunderstood. Yeah, that's just a sign-in. Just I think just the, the I guess you know you're there. I, if it is for one round, I've been giving them the verbial shaft on two, three rounds many a times.
1: Oh, man. Well, I'll have to remember that the next time I cover a game at the Yum Center. All right, Trevor, we got to head out, but is there anything I was missing today?
0: Um, the only thing I can think of is, uh, is basically this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and my, my girlfriend's the show saying, asking if her dinners aren't good enough. The center plate slight was not at you. I promise you that. I'm very upset. Well, let's let Who Run It bring us into the weekend. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to crack up during this entire time. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Sports Soccer here on 1450. We'll talk to you
0: soon.